This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, some of you are telling me that I'm right that he wasn't there. So, uh, right, right, Ira, what Richmond wasn't there for that Super Bowl. Right, right, like you're asking me here in Milwaukee without my computer on. So I'll, I'll leave that up to you, Big O. I, I, I trust the shit out of you, dude. You want to talk about sports. Get the hell out of here. You've got to give me the show pre-prep sheet. I, I, I didn't know I was coming to this. This just happened just out of some guy asked. You know what I mean? But I trust you when it comes to sports. You follow everything, dude. So you're not, you're not one – because normally a lot of riders are kind of tunnel vision into their own sport and their own team because that's what they cover – all the damn time. They don't really have a lot of time. But you, Jason Cole, there's been a couple of guys that I've run into over the years that you can talk them all. And you're well, one. The of- one thing I'll say to your point before I came on with the record Pembroke Pines report is this whole thing of are you a Hall of Famer because you won a championship or not? Unless you're an individual sport, the Boxing Hall of Fame, the Tennis Hall of Fame, the Golf Hall of Fame, where it's you. These are team sports. And yes, a player should elevate a team. I get that, Big O. But you can only elevate so much. And, exactly. and 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 let's face it, if Jordan didn't have Pippen and Horace Grant or Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson alongside, there would not have been that right. There wouldn't have been. Because I know it was late in his career. We saw in Washington a different player. But you see that all the time. You need everything around you. What you're talking about is, is, uh, is Rory Sparrow and Orlando... Woolridge. Um, Orlando Woolridge. Sure. And, and, you, and he scores... 50 and you lose by 60 against the Celtics. You know, that that's that's what used to happen to Jordan. Right. Coach, right. coach, coach by our friend Kevin Lockery. Exactly. Right. You, you you need team sports are so different that honestly, I throw it out the window when it comes even, you know, even all-stars, people say you have to have a winning record or where do you stand? People are going to talk now about whether uh Victor Wembanyama should be rookie of the year or defensive player of the year. Hey, you do what you can the best you can but you're also drafted into circumstances. And when you're drafted into a circumstance, hey, like a Tua, with a coach like Brian Flores who doesn't trust you, you wind okay. up in a different situation. You have to have – matter of fact, the best word is chemistry. And if you don't have that chemistry, it doesn't matter how great a player you are. But again, the hall is for individuals. Team championships are for teams you all share in the rings. That's the difference. Does it enhance your legacy? Of course it does. But it has to be right place – Right time, just as much for players. So, like I just right before you came on, Mitch Richmond. We used to watch him kill himself in Sacramento, and you can only lift the king so much in those days. And he did what he did. Then, when you put him with better players, sure, run TMC with Golden State and Tim Hardaway, and, and you wind up in those situations. But you know what? It's also a case of when you can look at the Carmelones, the Charles Barkley, the John Stocktons. Not everyone wins a championship. Look, Dan Marino. You know, you go back to that. Well, Dan's not a champion, so he's not a great quarterback. I don't know. I saw him in every Super Bowl commercial. He must have a certain degree of greatness there also. And you know what? If Lionel Messi doesn't doesn't win the championship this year, he's still a damn pretty good player. Just the team yeah. you're on. That's right. And Webb was drafted 90, so it's him. So they didn't even make it to that Super Bowl run. So that's the, that's the reason why Webb has probably no shot at making, unless it's like a veteran type of thing, you know, down the line. All right. So let's get to this. Sure. Um, terrible, terrible luck, obviously. Jimmy, terrible personal issue, unfortunately. Terry, 
bad good news, I guess, right? Because it's only a knee sprain. Could have been worse. The old could have been worse. And 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 you know what? The good news also is the timing. The Heat have an eight-day All-Star break. There is right. a chance Terry Rozier could miss more than two weeks and only miss three games because of the way the Heat schedule is. Because they come back, they play at New Orleans to start a road trip on a Friday, and they're off that Saturday, Sunday. So he could wind up two full weeks away and missing three games. Tommy's not the worst there. Josh Richardson, I think, more two to probably four weeks. But again, not as critical to the overall picture for the Heat. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. And then obviously the Jay Rich uh, stuff, which got I I felt pain when yes. he's writhing in pain on the floor because you right away you knew it was serious. Obviously, so this is terrible. But you know the part that kind of bothers you a little bit is guys, if you would have taken the regular season seriously from the get go and built up a better record, had the you just. Yeah, you just have no room for error. You're looking at the standings. You're at number eight. I hope this Terry situation turns out to, you know, develop the way you said, where he only misses a couple games and it doesn't affect his return that he can get back to form and help the team out a little bit because this team has no room for error. It's almost the rest of this season is almost like you're in a playoff intensity mode. But they, to- but they still won't play it that way because of the play-in and how they got back last year. But you're right, Big O. Right now, the Heat situation, they are number eight. They would start the play-in on the road at Orlando. If they lose that game, they'd come home, play the winner of Atlanta, Chicago. It, it's almost like Groundhog Day. Like we're back to where we were last year in the same situation. The teams you're chasing, let's be honest. We'll be honest right now. You're not catching Boston. You're not catching Milwaukee. And as much as it pains you to say it, you're not catching New York. You're not catching Cleveland. So there's two spots left there to catch Indiana or Philly. Well, tomorrow would have been the perfect opportunity. In Philadelphia, without Joel Embiid, you're going with Butler, you're going with Rozier, you're going with Richardson, you gain a game, except you don't have those three. So what's set up as a favorable situation without Embiid, not so much anymore for you. So if you don't catch Philly or you don't catch Indiana, you're in the play-in. So, so you're right. They are in a subset of playoffs. Look, I I would say this, Big O. Maybe you'll disagree. This team doesn't have a Reinhardt. When Kachuk is out, there is no Reinhardt. And there's no power play also. They don't play a lot of five on four. But that's a story for another day. So, but so you, when, you know what the analogy means. Yes, okay? I do. But I also know this, Big O. Big O, matter of fact, I'm going to put this on your plate now. I still believe this. If the Heat make the final eight in the playoffs and get into the playoffs, except for the Celtics, I do not believe there's not another team the Heat can't beat in a best of seven. Boston, I think, is with Porzingis's height against the Heat has separated themselves. But you know what? I'll go against Doc Rivers as the Bucks coach. I've seen him coach in the playoffs. Yeah. I'll go against the happy to be here New York Knicks that are going to drop streamers when they win a single playoff game, let alone a playoff series. I'll go against the glad to be here Cleveland Cavaliers, those other top four teams. So I think as long as the Heat can avoid number eight, because it seems pretty clear now Boston's going to be number one. Yeah, I go into any other series with the Heat and feel I have a shot. You have to avoid number eight. Yeah, well, but Mickey's also got to hate this because less home games, less money for for the team too. That's the other thing that uh, I know uh, Heat, uh, not Heat, NBA owners love their home games. No, uh, home playoff games, you know, is, is part of it. The deep playoff run matters. Here's another thing. Do the Heat spend the money, about $600,000 or so, to even add a player on a 10-day contract? They pay about $200,000, but because of the Heat's tax position, it's more. 
You need bodies now. Even a Jamare Bouye, say what you want. You just need bodies without Rozier, without Richardson. So it'll be interesting to see, with Richardson out, with Rozier out, do they bring in another player? Do they spend more? Do they put it all on Alondis Williams, Mr. 50-point G League, to come in here? This will show how committed they are to the moment. But you know here in Milwaukee, Eric Spolcher is going to walk out this evening and go, we have enough. God bless him. Yeah, I know. Um, when you when you made this Jimmy a move and we start to look at heat characteristics, you were always the hardest working team. You're no longer the hardest working team anymore. Uh, the toughness. Well, I don't know if this is the, the toughest team out there when it comes to defense. This was always a great defensive franchise. Again, you've inherited a lot of uh, players that characteristically just don't bring a lot of defense to the table. So there's a lot of, you know, a, a lack of balance out there, which really was not something that happened during the Riley era and the early parts of the Spo era. Now, I'm not blaming this necessarily on Spo. I'm blaming this on the general malaise of the NBA, the player that, that, that kind of the NBA has developed now, unfortunately. But it's... That's the kind of this is why you're in these constant holes now. The characteristics that we kind of grew up loving and admiring from what Pat Riley to Eric Spolstra, those characteristics have kind of dried up a little bit and they're not met to the same standard. Let's put it that way. Well, they haven't brought in those kind of players. And I think when you look at that, you also look at the power rotation and your tough guys. And let's face it, this is a smallish, undersized team. You know, it's interesting. I, I figured we might get to this debate, so I'll sort of jump in here. People were ripping Bam for not getting in Jalen Brown's face for oh, shaking hands with Jason Tatum after. Look, in a game when you didn't have Jimmy Butler and two other players, the worst thing would have been for your leading man to get ejected in that game. Bam did have to pull back to a degree and not get in the middle of the scrum. They needed him in that game. This isn't Udonis Haslam playing four minutes a season, going against Dwight Howard, getting kicked out two minutes in. This is a different situation, but I think what the Heat lack, because they lack that defensive presence at the rim, you can see it. Every game when Bam goes out, Kevin loves your biggest big man. They're attacking the rim. I would attack the rim. You can't be the biggest, toughest, meanest, nastiest when you don't have biggest, toughest, meanest, nastiest in your rotation. I still think they need another Heat big man. Look, Big O, you remember this. There was a time when Dwayne Debner came in, he was very good at what he did. He was the big muscle guy they needed during that season. Even last season, look, Cody Zeller flamed out in the playoffs, but he was a big body. There were so many times you see the Heat beaten over the top. Eric Spolstra said it after Sunday, those offensive rebounds, Boston gets the ball back. We've got to do something. You know what? You can't be big as mean as nasty as toughest and play small ball. You can't. Mike D'Antoni's sons were not big as toughest, meanest. They were playing small ball. You need to have a bit more of a balance. I think the roster construction this year, once Thomas Bryant absolutely flamed out, and with Orlando Robinson not quite ready, and I don't mean this in a mean sort of way, but with Nikola Jovic on the softer side, just because he's 21, just because he's still learning how to yeah. play the game, he's not going to be a badass mf -er. I get that. Plus, let's be honest, how many bad MFers come from Europe? Okay, keep, keep keep going. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. You know what? I, I would put I would put Nikola Jokic in there because I yeah, think he only because he weighs three hundred and twenty pounds, he can just push everybody aside. But um, 
I would have to go back. Let's go. Let's get away from a 300 pounder. I'll go back to Drazen Petrovic. Yes, for a back horse like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. If you want me, if you want me to find a tough, hard nosed European player, that's that mofo right yeah, there. No. It, Outside it, it, of that. They don't exist. They no, I, wrote really a story don't. This, I wrote a story this year. I spoke to Boyan Bogdanovich from the Hawks, and I said, why, why is Nikola such a nice guy? He goes, it's the culture. It's who we are. These are countries that went through war and had enough of that and wanted to establish a decorum and a peace, and you see a different nature in players, especially Bam, now. Bam isn't dropping any hammer. That's not, that's not who he is. He's not this guy. Young, this guy, not old, this guy, young, this guy. He's not, that's not who he is. He's not PJ Brown. You know, it, it's just, there's, there's a different type of. The lineage, right? the lineage has changed of who they brought in. You tend to go more these days for skill in the NBA because you're not allowed to touch another player anyway. So you're not going to have your Rick Mahorns. You're not going to have your McFilthy McNasties with Jeff Ruland. It's a different era and a different time. But I do agree, sort of like you see even in hockey, you do need an enforcer type of player for a just-in-case moment like we saw on Sunday. And again, the Heat have an open roster spot, so they certainly can get that kind of player if they wanted. I love how Heat Nation said they were shocked that UD didn't run out of the stands because he was at the game on Sunday. So, yeah, different time, different player, different roster, and all that stuff you see scribbled on the lane with these new culture jerseys and the culture court probably doesn't define this Heat team particularly well. I do agree with that. All right, let me uh, piss off the really uptight Heat Nation Yay. out there for just a little bit. I don't mean anything bad by it, to be quite honest, but they will take it that way, unfortunately. Uh, I love Haquez being in the dunk contest because it's fun for him. Get that shit out of your system early on in your career. I, don't re I know he can dunk. But I don't really look at him like he's going the to dunker, right. help me with all kinds of dunks. But what I do look at it as, I look at the NBA saying, hey, we don't get a lot of big names, but that dude is marketable as a young dude. Everybody around the league already knows him. He's winning Rookie of the Month honors like it's going out of style. He might not be the best dunker, but he actually brings a name to a competition that has no names anymore. So I actually thought business-wise, it was genius by the NBA to put Haquez there. Overall, it's selfish for me as a Heat fan that he's there. Great. But in the big picture, I just think it was more of a, a business tool and really smart on their part because well, a lot to do with it. And just the fact that he is a Mexican American, the Hispanic angle, that plays the NBA markets. They sell. I agree with that. I still am concerned that this is a player less than two weeks removed from a severe groin injury playing in a dunk contest who's going to try to use all his adrenaline to get all pumped up for that. Granted, they're going to have four days off at five days off after that competition. But again, True. you're not even dunking against Obi Toppin. You're dunking against his brother. You're not even dunking against an NBA player. You're dunking against Mac McClung, a G League player for the Osceola or whatever they're called these days, Magic and Orlando's, Orlando's farm team. So you're in a different place. Jalen Brown's going to be there. So I think instead of, of Jaime dunking, I think he should choke him out when Jalen Brown goes up. But, hey, that's just me talking here. It's, it's, 
I don't mean this in a bad way. It's a garbage competition. I love the three-point shooting contest because it's real and what players do anyway. I think the Steph Curry-Sabrina shootout will be fun because it brings a WNBA legend out there. You can have some fun with it. The dunk contest is tired, and unless you get – it's All-Star Weekend. Unless you get the best of the best, what are you getting out there? So they'll try to hype it up, and maybe Jalen Brown, because he's an All-Star, gives it a name. But I just think the time has come and gone. All the dunks have been done. We're past that dunking era. It's a different time in the NBA. Give us a skills challenge. Give us something that's silly and fun. God bless Jaime. Hope he wins. Not a big deal if he doesn't. Sorry, kitties, that you missed Dr. J and Larry Dance Nance and Dominique Wilkins and Mike. Connie Hawkins. Connie Hawkins. Throwing Connie Hawkins. Yeah, and Connie Hawkins. Sorry, kids, you missed the real dunk contest with the real superstars competing yeah. in it. You know, with Larry Bird just going like this and just just like that. You know, just it's a it's a beautiful thing. All right, what do you got going on the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out? You know, Duncan Robinson finally came around, had a good game Sunday. I talked to him what it was like, that concussion in New York, didn't know he have, had one. And again, that's a scary thing for players because he thought he had a headache. He thought he was ill. His head slammed to the court in Madison Square Garden. He said, only now is he feeling better because of that. And now you got Jalen Brown trying to rip a socket out of his arm. So now he's questionable tonight here in Milwaukee with a strained elbow, strained shoulder. No, no crap. You know, after what happened to him, you can understand that. Obviously, yeah. shorthanded going in. Looking at the possibility of who the Heat might add with these players being out now, I think a 10-day contract is most likely. Maybe, like I mentioned, Jamari Bouye coming back. They could look at other rights. I think you sit back and you wait for the buyout market. Doesn't DeLon Wright come, come available? Is there another player, especially someone willing to take a 10-day contract, or do you just try to weather this? And my ask, Ira, today at SunCentral.com was, is Bam tough enough? Does he show enough of that muscle and grit? And my thought is this. He doesn't have to. But someone does. Matter of fact, I'm going to put this on your plate right now because you hit me with the Richmond Web one. Right now, if you had a pick from the Heat players, Orlando Alzagari in our Accurate Pembroke Pines report, who is the toughest Heat player on this roster right now in your view? It's Jimmy Butler by miles and miles and miles. It's even not as even-, a, even as a perimeter wing player, yeah. Yeah, no, everything. He's just the the – He's the only guy, because he's the only star on the team, which I keep telling all you people this, stars can turn it on and turn it off. Stars can impose their offensive will. He's the only player on the Miami Heat that can do what Bosh and LeBron and Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway and Wade, you know, like the real stars we've had here. The only guy, and that's what I've been trying to explain to you all for years now. I love Bam. He's a super role player. Is well, what he is. Stars impose their will. He can't do it. And the it's other not- tough guy I would have mentioned, just because he's such a dirty MF, might have been Kyle Lowry, because he's kind of like Isaiah like. There'll be a fight and he won't punch you in the face, but he'll shove you from the back and walk away. He was that kind of guy. So young Lowry. Yeah. Young Lowry. This yeah. Lowry. Well, looks a little more- slower, a little different times. Maybe we'll see him tomorrow in Philadelphia, but he was the guy. So interesting times for the. Like he would have boot right now, you know, after foot surgery. So, right. yeah. I'll I'll leave that alone. So, again, tough road trip tonight here in Milwaukee. Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back, but the Heat got in late with travel problems tomorrow in Philly. Then you regroup, see what you have. But I agree. The Heat put themselves behind the eight ball because they lollygagged through too many games. Now it's going to be this real 30-28 game fight to the finish that it shouldn't have to be, but they have no other choice. So you're finally with me on the Super Role Player thing? No, because I think, honestly, Big O, 
honestly, here, if you're watching your screen, I think Bam has gone like this this year. I think there were even times you agreed. When, yeah, Bam, was, when Bam was at his best and had that real good run, say, in December and was rebounding and was scoring and was saying, give me the goddamn ball because I'm going to freaking dunk the ball. I'm going to get to the foul line for 10 free throws, for 20 free throws. I'm going to get there. He was a different player. So right now we're riding the Bam coaster, but I do see a high point for him where if he reaches his height, he's more than a super role player. All right. Let's hope so because uh, we've been waiting. How, how long is it now? Seven years? Six years? Yeah. We've been waiting for that. Yeah, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heat Beat. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Better yet, subscribe. Ira, have a fantastic week and safe travels, my friend. Because you're you next week during the All Star Break and our accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go, Ira Winderman. Excellent, excellent conversation as always.